Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, legends. Welcome back to Fat Chat by Body Magic. I'm very excited to have the guest that I've got in today. I've had him on for a podcast before, and uh, we've got a bit of a different spin that we're doing it today. He's here to tell us all about uh, a new uh, program that he's releasing, and we're going to go into all things of how to become a better footballer and how to be the best possible chance to get yourself drafted into the AFL as well. So he's a Collingwood and Fremantle legend. Um, he's uh, Some of the stories that he did on the last podcast were such quality. You have to go back and listen to that episode. Please welcome Chris Main, Mate, welcome. Thanks for having me, mate. Good to be back. Round oh. two. Yep. Super excited. Well, they, the first episode that we did, like I said, the stories that you told, oh my God, the amount of people that I have that have either listened and sent you know messages in or I've told the stories that, that my favorite was the Adam Goods, uh, tagging Adam Goods yeah. in the first couple of games and Barry Hall just uh, saying to you, Get, take him to the cage and kill him. I've done a few <laughs> done a few chats uh, post-footy and that's probably one of the ones I go to yeah. and I think everyone thoroughly enjoys that. You know, you know, 18-year-old kid up against two giants of the game, um, zero support from my brothers oh, at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, but, um, yeah to, that. to tell the boys um, or the people I'm speaking to about that one, they uh, yeah, they definitely love it. And even mum and dad first hearing that story found it very funny. So, um, so good. Good times back then. It was uh, Footy was a bit different. Um, you know, it, it was exciting to, I suppose, come up against champions. But when you had to go one-on-one on one with them, it was uh, very, very daunting. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, exciting times of what footy can produce, but uh, thank God I'm not doing that anymore. Definitely. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back and re-listen because it's so great. Uh, but what we've got you in here today to talk about, uh, t- tell us a little bit about why you're here. You're launching uh, the Main Academy, which is a uh, school holiday program uh, because you're a coach over at uh, Trinity, uh, which is a school uh, here in Perth, um, and really taking your coaching um, a level and career to the next level and really branching out. And I'm super excited to talk all about that and particularly about the Main Academy because I'm going to be down helping yes. out. Yes, yep. I, uh, I've, I suppose, got a hold of you and pulled you in a part of the program, yeah. which is really good. Um, look, for me, during my footy career, I've always thought, you know, what, what's life after footy? Um, one, it's to be a teacher, which I'm, I've nearly completed. Um, and the second part to my journey was to, you know, be a coach, Um Firstly, can I try be a coach in the AFL? But um, what so else? So, do you reckon that's the ultimate goal? Is to is to get to AFL, or just sort of seeing how it goes to start off with? I suppose seeing how it goes. Like I originally, it was like, yes, I wanted to be a senior coach. Like yeah. that's it, that was like my idea. Like I want to go through the the channels. I want to earn my way up and become a senior coach. Um, I love the elite environment. And then post the the footy 
that kind of didn't unfold uh, here in Perth. Um, and I was like, well, I always wanted to be a part of a PSA school, be the director of footy, run the football program and be the, the head coach. So I'm doing that now at uh, TC. And this year, um, you know, we had a really good year um, as a football program, as a collective from year sevens all the way through to first 18. We were able to, you know, see a massive improvement, um, I suppose, in our culture and standards and then the way we played footy on a Friday and Saturday, which saw us get more wins and losses and, you know, have nearly a 10% kind of increase from win-loss um, percentage um, from the year before. So that was really positive to see. Um, I suppose all the hard work um, coming to the forefront there so with that in mind it was like all right well how do we continue to keep developing as a coach and keep one developing my philosophy so I'm really excited I'm going to be a part of Trinity for the next couple of years um, after redoing um, my deal and then you know to still see that the option there is is AFL it's obviously for our west coast given the fact we have a young family and we want to stay in Perth um so if something did come up like i would entertain it and see if it's best for for my wife and my kids first and foremost and then um but again really happy at tc so the next part was how do i continue to develop so i was like well i I see a gap there in i suppose from being at trinity watching the year sevens eights nines tens kind of go about their their footy i was like i feel like there's a bit of a gap um, from going from you know juniors into futures into Colts into Waffle League and then AFL, so I did a bit of um, I've always had an idea of setting up an academy, um, and then I felt you know nearly I suppose completing my teaching degree. I was like, well, I'm always going to have the school holidays off. Maybe it's a great opportunity to kind of entertain the idea a bit more now, yeah. and then get it started. So. I sat down with my wife, we discussed all the logistics, we said, well, can it work? And we put all the, the plans in place for a couple of months and then we said, yep, we're ready to go. Um, obviously, I got you on board, I got uh, Braden to come on board to work on the mental side of it and then to get little bits um, of people involved that I think can add to the strength of the program. So, um, yeah, really excited that we're launching uh, December 18, 9 to 12 um, on day one and then for the next four days post that, 9 to 12, to really um, dive into, I suppose, all things footy from a mental side of it, strength and conditioning side, skill acquisition side, doing testing um, with the enhanced physiotherapy coming on board um, and then like for our sponsors to come on board with Rick's, um, you know, Super Boost, the um, Greenback, the the I suppose the nutrition side of it all and then, um, yeah, to have... Um, hopefully a few others that are in the mix to come on and just support the program, support the boys that are a part of it um, and give them something that I feel is the gap where other academies kind of aren't doing it. Yeah, for um, sure. And also, you know, giving them a um, intro into what senior footy's like with the vision, with the strength and conditioning side to it. How do we not only build the skill acquisition up? How do we build the bodies up? How do we build the mind up? And I think that's one thing that's really missing um, in today's footy, especially through that junior ranks. And then how do we kind of see where we are physically and mentally to then, all right, well, profiling going forward. And if you're going to stay a part of the main academy, that's how we can continue to build you as a player where it's not, you're not just rocking up for a weekend, you know, having one to two hours of skills and then leaving. So this is a holistic approach to that. And then getting the right people to come down and have a chat, getting Colin Young from corporate sports to come and present about player management and recruiting and what it takes. And then getting some other people, some ex and current players just to come down and talk about their journey and what they did to be, become really good footballers and you know 
very close to having Michael Walters, you know, saying, yep, he's good to go, and a few others that are just looking at their pre-season calendar and saying, yep, I can come down for this date. So Great. Oh, super exciting. Some of the stuff you've got planned for it is, uh, is so, um, you know, very uh, different to other programs that are going around as well. And I think that, you know, not that I've been a professional footballer, but I work with a lot of professional footballers on various um, stages of their career where it's, you know, maybe the young guys that are coming up in the draft um, to, you know, first-year players, three and four years players, even older players. And it's so funny how you see the difference in like just really what they've been exposed to mm. in terms of stuff in the gym and strength and conditioning and the, you know, the wellness side of things, um, you know, all the all the mindfulness work. It's just so funny how – it's not funny, it's just interesting how much variation there is and, and, and all sorts of different things that they do. But it just comes from exposure and, uh, you know, doing, doing some of the bits and pieces and trying some of the exercises yep. and putting a program together like what, you know, what we're doing here. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be such a great program. It's just going to probably just kickstart somebody that is, you know, maybe doesn't quite know, you know, the direction where yeah. to go and, you know, it just, just needs a little bit more structure. We'll kickstart that journey into really making yourself an all-round better athlete. And really, it does translate into every aspect of your life as well in terms of, you know, the wellness side of things, discipline, feeling good, um, being, being healthy, regardless of, you know, if you end up making a career out of football, yep. it's all very much linked into one. Yeah, the biggest, biggest thing as well that I, from what you said then was that holistic approach. So being a part of the AFL system for 15 years, um, I saw a lot of talented players come in then just get chewed up and spat out. So their work ethic or the mental application they had to, I suppose, their um, daily day um, kind of activities... Um, that was why I was like, well, you know, we've got a lot of kids, especially at Trinity that are coming through that one even haven't touched the surface of uh, what does it require from a physical component? What does it require from a mental yeah. component? They're just training and playing footy on a Friday and on a weekend for clubs. So, you know, we already from a first starting perspective, you know, when you get to first 18 football part of that squad you know you don't play club footy because one your body can't handle six days a week with one day of rest and knowing the kids at that age that one day is not really rest no it's, exactly it's playing something, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we, we really try and identify well how do we develop as um as a player and that's why you know going into this um academy I've, we've got players that are going to be in futures and in cults um that are really talented but we're trying to give them the other aspects to it like when they're in the academy, it's not, you know, you're not going to get smashed five days a week. You're going to learn some of these other things that are really going to benefit you. So that mental side, you know, how do you, one, focus on your mindfulness, your breathing, your visualization, your imagery? How do you kind of center yourself through the week to make sure you get the right sleep, you know, and not playing, you know, video games to all hours of the morning or not sitting up on your socials and finding a way to actually get the required amount of sleep, you know, then how do you kind of work on your, your body and your physique? You know, you don't have to be putting 160 kilos on your back, but you yep. can start doing body weight work stuff with you. So, um, you know, learning the, I suppose, the key elements of how do we build the body um, or how do we focus on pre-season running, pre-season gym, you know, when should that start? So when these kids are doing these academies and they're playing a summer sport, they they've can... just got that background knowledge and, you know, they've educated yeah. themselves uh, to pick and choose what's going to be best for them yeah so they can get a like they'll get a journal the main academy journal and they'll be able to sit there when you're speaking to them sometimes they'll have an opportunity all right I've, from what you just said okay we're going to go into these activities about building our plyometrics building our speed up right now and then when they go away be like you know what 
like some key elements or key things that you say, then write it down, mm. journal it. Like the best players in the game have journaled. So having that, okay, well, I know this is what's going to benefit me. That was a really good bit of information I, I suppose I heard. I'm going to put it down. Sitting there with Braden, you know, talking about, you know, the mental application to the game, um, to, I suppose, life at the same time. Okay, so taking some key points there, putting it down. Like working with me in the skill acquisition. One of the benefits, I suppose, of this pro, the program that we're going to run is having the camera there to be able to video them through their training. Yeah. So once we've done all our training, I can go back over the night go through all our boys that will get a profile at the end, which will be a bit of a summary, some video clips on some key kind of person, um, now kind of like actions through uh, biomechanics or, you know, how they kind of go about their skills, cut it up so they can see a couple. And then, you know, part of it would be some really good strengths, some KPIs, then a bit of a section from you, a bit of a section from Braden. And then like put the whole thing together. So they've left the academy. One, they've had five days of hopefully fun. They've been engaged. They've learned a lot um, over the the, the course of, um, you know, the program. And then they're taking something away with them going, all right, so this is where it started for me. I know we're going to be coming into pre-season footy. Um, These are some elements to work on. And then when we start up the next phase of the academy, because looking how I'm going to run it through a year, it'll kind of be five phases for that one year. Um, with all the holidays the next phase be the april holidays you know academy starting up again they come back and we kind of test and see where they're at again yep. so everyone will be on board the exact same thing so then we see exactly all right how have you improved what have what we have focused on what's your journaling like i'll have a look at your journal if you want me to and, and where are you at and hopefully we're seeing this progression so when they get into futures get into cults they've started to build this i suppose um all round kind of football mentality um, that focus on all those skills, especially if they've got a passion and an aspiration to play the highest level footy they could possibly play, then when they're stepping into those programs, they're not coming in without doing any mental work. They're not coming in without doing any you know, strength and conditioning. Um, they're coming in hopefully a bit more well-rounded. So then when it comes to, suppose, the really talented, they've built this work ethic that kind of, I suppose, passes the really talented and i could say that personally for myself like i didn't feel like i was the most talented person in my team but i worked harder than a lot of others i made more sacrifices that's how and especially later in my career that's how i found to always fight and get a spot you know on the bus to make sure i was a part of that team did what it took so i didn't have that work mentality of like oh, i'm really skillful i'm not going to worry about anything else it's like no yep. no nah, nah work my backside off, train really hard, you know, make sacrifices, do what it takes and be dedicated to forge out a, a really long career. So, um, yeah, given the fact that I'm going to be, I suppose, the main coach of the academy, um, it's going to be some other coaches helping me along the way um, from a football perspective, but then having the other coaches like yourself and Braden, and then some really key personnel in adding in all the technology and that's oh, going to be great. Well. It's going to so, be such a such a great fun uh, week or two. It's going to be really good. Really looking forward. Yeah, to it. yeah, super excited about it. We definitely we're really you know we're nearly filled with spots, which is really exciting too. I was a bit nervous when I first kind of launched it um, the first day, uh, no action, and I was like. <laughs> 
it's what, always what have that. I done? So like speaking from experience from doing programs, it's always like that. Like you chuck it out and you're not quite sure. And then, you know, it just takes, you know, just to get the word out just that little bit more. Yeah. And then it all sort of starts to happen. Usually right towards the end, it really just yeah. does this. So uh, it's, it's a stressful time. I totally get that. That first, first day, I was um, a bit a bit stressed yeah, about it. Yeah, a few text messages yeah. to me. Chuck's out and I was like, yeah. I know. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I said, I sent it out to many people. I was going to say, boys, just like, we've got to get out. We've got to get out there. But then post that, like um, been very overwhelmed with the support yep. um, from the families and the kids that I think um, not only from Trinity but from the community that I suppose trust my character that I've built um, over the journey and, and what I've done at Trinity and then I suppose how I conduct myself to say, yep, we really want to um, you know, send our boy or our girl there to, to go and learn from you and, and your team and then hopefully give them the best opportunity to chase their dreams. So definitely feel very overwhelmed that we've had a lot of support. Um, we're nearly full, which is exciting. How can they sign up? Yeah, so Humanitix is um, the link. So going through there, um, you'll be able to sign up to the main academy. Um, if you go to my, I suppose, my Instagram or the main academy Instagram, um, it's in our bios there, the links. We can just go in, sign up. Um, spots are nearly full, which is exciting. So good. So, Super exciting. Uh, that would be the first one that is, I suppose, ticked off and then yeah been been speaking to a lot of regional communities with Kalgoorlie and and Karatha and Broome um Bunbury a bit and, of a road trip yeah. yeah going down there just to I suppose support the communities that you know to drive that time or to find a way to get to Perth might be, be challenging to be a part of the academy so trying to take it to them um and build some relationships where we can really I suppose draw out some talent um and then you know support them along their journeys to to play an AFL footy most definitely so um that's so great so make sure you go sign on up if that's somebody that's listening it might be for your kid might be for your niece your nephew whoever it might be there's some tickets left or spots available so i would love to have you down for that so moving away sort of you know from the uh, main academy we should come back to in a little bit I want to know, say if I was like, you know, I'm listening to this podcast right now, I'm maybe a junior footballer, up and coming footballer, maybe I'm just an amateur footballer, right, listening to this, and I'm wanting to get better, right? And you've got, you know, I've got Chris Main sitting here, you're an elite coach, you've got such a great football mind, I want to know, how do I get better? Like, what, what, what do I do? What do you see as the most important things to start to work on? I know it's a very broad question, yeah. but... What do you think are the key points that you're like, all right, this is where we start? Yeah. Um, I think the thing I say to most of the boys now is first of all, like you want to build yourself as a holistic player, someone that can play as many positions as possible. So um, for me, it's like, all right, well, what's, what's the first thing? Um, it's let's hone in on, I suppose, the mental application to it all. You know, how do I get that part right? where I can actually dedicate myself to the skill side of it, to the strength and conditioning side of it, and the, um, and the ability to actually, I suppose, be consistent. Because there's no point saying, yep, I'm going to get up and go for 10K runs. Because you do, as you know, you've been doing the marathon. As you do one, you, you pull up and you're so sore. Yep. Then you mix, miss the next four or five days. So it's, all right, well, what do I need to do that's going to benefit me personally? All right, so for example... Um, I just talk about myself for a sec here in a way that I was like, all right, my when I first went to Collingwood, didn't work out that well. So I was like, well, how do I come become the best player I can be? Okay, so I went and saw a sports psych, got on to, I suppose, clearing the mind, making a real focus, right? What do I need to do to get better? Okay, so 
we had holidays planned, not not going on holidays, 12 weeks that I've got to really train to be the best I can be. You're there training, yeah. Yeah, so let's get a program. So we went and got a strength and conditioning coach, then went and got a, um, I suppose, a running coach to try and get more speed. So there are two things that I, I noticed in my game. Third part was, all right, how do I build relationships in within the club, but also what spot am I going to target? Yep. What's my identity? And that's what I say to some of the kids coming through now. It's like, well, what, what identity do you want to be? Yeah, you can build yourself as a holistic player. Like, you want to play all areas, great. More strings to your bow, that's what we want. But, like, what spot's your identity? Especially the boys that are in twos this year at Trinity. Like, who, who spot are you taking or what spot's available? Yep. So, don't think because you're just a midfielder that, oh, I can only play midfield. No, well, if there's a spot on the wing or half back, develop yourself in that, in that role. So, when you're going through and you might find yourself at Futures, Colts, you know, um, amateurs, whatever, yeah. Ammos, um, you know, even league, resi's footy, like, all right, well, this is where I'm playing at this point of time, but I see myself playing there. All right, well, how do I develop myself then? So then you've got to find a way to, all right, seek out, I suppose, the right information, get the right people in your corner, um, find a way to then, I suppose, change your dynamics to the way you play. That might be changing your body, um, you know, that might be finding a way to, I suppose, enhance your skill set in that regard. And that for me at the time was like, I saw a wing. I was like, there's a wing or a halfback. I was like, obviously as a forward, I'm not seen as a forward anymore. So yep. I need to develop again. So I was like, I know there's a wing spot. All right, well, my, my 2K right now is like a 655. So I need to somehow get it down. So I ended up dropping it down to I think like a 635. So that was really good That's, for me because yeah, I'm not really either. a long distance runner. Yep. I'm more just repeat speed, just chug away, keep going. Um, be fast in anticipation so I can be there before my opponent gets there, yes. read the game a bit better. Um, so I did that. Then the second part was like, all right, well, how do I drop a bit of weight to be able to cover the ground then? So I changed my diet, changed a lot of other things to the way I prepared through the week, became more professional, more disciplined, made more sacrifices. And those things might be like hard listening, being like, oh, far out, like you've got to give up so much or you've got to be so dedicated, but I suppose it's how much you want it. Mm. So, you know, if I'm a 15, 16-year-old and, you know, uh, and I look back on me, like, yep, I ate junk food and I did all those things, but I reckon if I wish I could go back a bit, it'd be like, well, how do I just minimize it so I'm not just sitting up, you know, to all hours playing games? And I reckon if I went back over my journey, like I would have been able to, like especially through my junior footy. Hindsight is a beautiful thing, though. You go, I know. Oh, I wish I, I know and all. Go, oh, I wish I could. I wish I could have done that and done, done this. this. Yeah. It's also what I find. It's also like part of the development as well, and that's why that you are the coach that you are yeah. now. Why you were able to make those changes later on down the track? Because if like you kind of don't go through these little experiences, you know, whether it was a good experience or maybe something that could have been worked on in terms of habits and your training habits and your diet, whatever it is. You can't then make, you know, you can't yeah, make no. the changes of that going through that. So. And I, I reckon I agree with that so much because um, I've seen some players come through that are that were completely opposite. Like yep. they were extremely anal the way they've been about mm -hmm. their, their footy. And I felt that was a bit too far. Because yep. I was like, where's your, where's your break in all this? Like yep. where are you having that moment to relax and indulge and chill out? And I think that's where I just focus on this mental side of the game. Like strength and conditioning is so important. And I learned that through my journey, especially later in my career. How do I get my body right? If I get my body right, you know, especially to 90% before preseason started, then I'll find that last 10% to be cherry right before round one. Absolutely, yeah. So I it's learned funny that how late. much it, it improves the whole year yeah. as well. Like, you know, back end of the year, if you've been 
in good nick. You've been keeping everything, you know, strong, yeah. healthy, uh, even before the proper preseason starts. How much of a difference that makes the back end yeah. with injuries and everything? Makes It made a huge difference in my latter part of my career. The work I did in the off-season, um, and I was pretty, I Who suppose, did you work with in the off-season? Uh, so when I was in Melbourne, I had that year off. Um, well, my first year was the, the toughest year. And even when I was here, um, it wasn't that I worked with anyone. I, I normally trained by myself. I love to just stick the... the yeah, you are. You're a, you're, you're a solo guy. Yeah, I, a I'm a solo psychopath. Yeah. 5'3". <laughs> well, it started in, in 15. We went to New York because um, my wife still, when I first met her, she was, still had some contracts to um, do in New York. So we went back there. And I found a, a place in Soho um, down on the water there where we um, where it was like a bit of a, I suppose, gridiron oval slash baseball. And they trained at six mm-hmm. and the, the place opened um, at 5.30. So I was like, well, there's nowhere else to kind of do it during the day. So I better I, get there early. Yeah. So I used to get up at five, walk down there, start my pre kind of drilling ready to go so when 5.30 and the, the gates opened and the security guard got to know my name over the eight weeks yeah. but, uh, <laughs> when the gates I went straight in and just punched out like my either it was 100s or 150s or the one lappers of the kind of square oval and yep. just um, punched it out so it was like 30 minutes of pure running no real rest in between um, so when they were about to come on I was kind of finishing and I'd start kicking a gridiron ball um, like through like the a footy. Yeah, yeah, like a footy through the sticks, and some of the, some of the, um, the I suppose the high school students or whatever they were would come over and and just that I suppose they're a bit intrigued and while I was, how I was kicking all these snaps and yep. and torps and and droppies and stuff and um, they had a go and built some I suppose had a bit of a laugh with a few of the boys and yeah, stuff sick. but um, did all my running then I just learnt from that moment because normally from there I'd go back home I'd get Brit we'd then go do Soul Cycle. Um, and smash out a good 45 minutes or an hour there. Then I'd go to Equinox Gym, punch out a you know a good gym session. And then once that was done, it was like 8.30. And mm. I was like, sweet. Like my whole day is for me. So I kind of learned that from, you know, meeting Brit, like that work ethic from the morning was real key. Get started, get it done, and then you got the rest of the day to yourself. So coming into working at um when i got to freo and things had to change for me um yeah i just end up just getting a personal trainer and a running coach um just anyone that i felt had i suppose expertise but i got um bowden Jack over there and um dom tromboli who were my running coaches and they really changed my speed you know i was able to get uh, become a lot faster over the 20 and, and 40 and just my agility and that and that was noticed when i came back to the next season yeah remember buck saying to me he goes oh geez you look like you've you know trimmed down and you're running really well you definitely were a lot trimmer uh collingwood days versus yeah. when you're at Fremantle. Home. yeah frio obviously my diet fluctuated i'd go from an 84 to a 90 pretty quickly yep. um played a different position um i was like the second target behind pav yeah. more powerful in that position yeah. like more you know just like you said sprints up and down yeah. just keep that going rather than and happened to continuously chase the yeah. ball the whole game. And then end up dropping down and sat at 84 and I didn't fluctuate. So I stayed at 84. I still was, I was lifting, I suppose, heavier than I was prior. So that didn't, I didn't lose that. Um, but I was just more consistent, I suppose, in my diet. And then my training became the same, more consistent. And I was able to, you know, punch out another five years post that, which I was really um, proud about and, and obviously had two cracks at the ultimate. So I just think for anyone, you know, and like you said, you could be a league waffle player. You can even be a young AFL player. Like 
I think the best thing to do first and foremost is one work on the mental side of it. The game is so challenging without, I suppose, adding in all the stresses of life, whether that's financial, partner, you know, family. Like, there's a lot of issues that we yeah. come up against. Resilience, not being selected, playing in the twos. So there's a lot of challenges that you're going to face. So working on the mental side first, find someone you trust, whether it's a sports psych or a close friend, your so family member. What did you member. do in that space? I went. I went and saw a sports psych. I've been seeing a sports psych since my uh, since 2010 at Frio. Yeah. Um, Same one. No different. So I saw Kim Mercer at Frio. Um, she really was great for me to help me with, I suppose, my, my goal kicking and I suppose my anxiety in front of goals. Yep. And that's where I got a lot better. Um, and then I saw um, Jackie Lauder at um, Collingwood, who's there now um, at the Pies and obviously has had a massive impact on the group. Um, she's incredible. So whenever I have some issues now, I still speak to her. Whenever I feel like I've got some young athletes that need some support, I still I pass her details on. Um, you know, they're professionals in their their field for a reason and they can just help align you so sometimes it could be event that you just need to get off your chest sometimes it could just be you know you're struggling to find a way to build relationships gives a help you know helpful tools other things could just be like you know confining in someone or or getting areas to how do i kind of improve and then the other part is actually being strategic like visualization imagery mindfulness like focusing on how do i become a better player so that I think is a massive key. Definitely. Then yeah. you get the strength and conditioning, like you said earlier. Do do the work because doing the work is going to set you up for later in the season. And then the skill acquisition or that component. Like if you're already, if you're like a you know a 12, 13 year old, and we've got a lot coming into the academy. Like we're really going to hone in on the basic fundamentals of footy. Um, and then kind of have a bit of like a traffic light system. Like green is all stationary stuff, yellow on the move, orange pressured, and then red is like pressured and decision making. So we're going to kind of see where you sit. So they're sit. kind of the core, you know, um, you know, moves that you're really trying to you, you can sort of break everything down into kind of those categories, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. so where what I've designed is like how I see you develop from like where you're at in your skill acquisition or your component through those kind of phases and then building in the different looks in footy. So we're coming from like a defense to midfield to forward with a kicking component. Like then you look at like your stoppage work all over the ground and your in tight hands and cleanness, then your ability to tackle and make the tackle. Um, and then we talk about like strategically game um, sense footy IQ you know different phases of the game you know when we've got the ball they've got the ball and we're without it our running patterns so working along like four or five different phases also working along the skill acquisition component from green to red and I think that's where you can kind of improve so if you're assessing yourself assess yourself in those areas like all right where am I at and then how do I continue to to develop because a lot of times I see especially at, at um with our boys is like we rock up to training we just start doing this basic kick to kick and i think you know you see it in the afl but i think they're starting to you know depending on what club you're at they, they start to do different things too you know when i first got to the afl it was like you just go out there grab a foot and kick to a mate but realistically when are you doing that in the game so um there's a time for it where you just want to get warm and have a few kicks and, and get that good feeling and then you can kind of hone into the session starting again going but um you know if i'm if i'm a young kid rocking up to a 
to training now, um, get there, start doing touch with the footy. You know, we've got nets at uh, at Trinity where we get the boys to find 500 touches first and then to start looking to build in some kicking. But those types of kicks aren't just standing stationary, maybe a couple of warm-up kicks. Yeah. But then put yourself in a situation, you know, what what, what type of looks are you normally going to get? Handball receive, you're going to get a ground ball, do you need to take two or three steps to burst out, then hit the kick? You know, what's your follow-up post that? Are you Where are your running patterns post that? Are you ball watching or are you starting to snap and set defense or are you starting to, you know, push on to try to get another handball receive? So, so like, say for like a workout, right? Say there's junior player, uh, amateur player listening to this now and they've gone, cool, I want to put in, you know, two or three sessions in this off-season to help with my skills. What sort of reps are you putting in? So that's like the styles, which I love that. Yeah. What would you be going? Do you go, cool, do you hit? Is it more about, you know... Is it time doing it? Is it X amount of kicks? Is it um, like, how would you like structure a workout? So for me, what I what I used to do, and this is something I suppose I punch onto the boys, um, is I would always go, all right, I'm going to go Monday to Friday. Yep. I'm going to have my weekends off, so I'm going to do my work to enjoy my weekends. So I would do, my mornings would be um, Monday and Friday would be my main running days, like my, my distance, and my Wednesday would be my speed day. So Monday morning, I'd get up early, Get down there, start my drilling, um, getting this the I suppose the body going. Then I would punch out, I suppose maybe five k's of quality running. Um, I didn't do the whole ten k's of just chugging. Yeah. Um, do the tempo running stuff and yeah. So I, I would yeah. be like, all right, I'm going to hit twenty one fifties on the time. Do some one lap efforts. Do some, um, you know, maybe some two-lap efforts at the same time, but minimal break in between, so kind of my longer distance stuff. Then, I'd yeah, four, 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 four to six Ks would be, I'd probably average about five. Wednesday would be my speed day, maybe two to three uh, at best. Um, and that would be like my 20s, 40s, 60s, 80s, 100s, um, all speed work um, in that regard, some agility runs to make them sure I'm kind of hitting all areas of the body. And then Friday bookended again with another, you know, five or six Ks yep. of the same type of running. Uh, after my run, I'd probably go home because I um, do all my, all my gym stuff there or I'd go to a gym that's close by, punch out my legs or my leg work that I wanted to do and, and, and tick off. Home, shower, done by 7.38, um, then into the day. And then I would, on a Tuesday, Thursday, I would combat that with uppers and a cross-training session. So whether that was... Um, you know, on the bike or swimming or on the cross trainer, um, that would be my my Thursday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, that was pure strength and conditioning. So on top of that, I would also have a footy where I would, um, you know, I obviously purchased a net which I could do a rebound net, do four or five hundred touches on the net. I'd then use that to get it, burst out around a cone, kick it through the goals, or try and hit the goalpost as like I'm kicking to someone. Yep. Um, I'd punch out maybe 20 each side on each leg and I would extend that out from like, you know, 15, 30, 50 metres. I can't really kick 50, so yep. <laughs> I kind of just pull my head in a bit there. But also I wanted to make sure that when I'm coming back to training, I'm not going to get the Dom's effect from starting up kicking again. Yeah, I think that's it's such a common one that I've actually uh, heard uh, lots of people talk about, but Bryce Cotton in particular, he says that, his main conditioning was making sure his intensity when he's doing any skills drills 
is up as high as he possibly can and making it as game-like as possible. Yep. And that's how he feels he gets his most conditioning. Um, and it translates so much better into a game then because you've been doing it at, at the right intensity. Yeah. And like you said, actually doing moves in the same way, in the same speed and everything is what's going to translate into being in a game situation. Yep. So you actually yeah. get the full benefit out of yep. doing those drills. Yep. So I think that that's what benefited me. And like if, you got, if you've got some boys that want to jump in with you, even better because then you just start thinking about, I suppose, the things I spoke about before. You get maybe two or three of these together. You do your running session. Um, and then at the end of the running session, you then have the kick and move. And you, you focus on those types of kicks. So like D50 exit kicks, forward 50 entries, you know, kicks that are really important in the game not just standing there just kicking the footy back and forth um, and we would do consistent reps handball receives hitting up the target um, building a bit of pressure behind that to work at that intensity so when we did rock up to training it was all about that mentality of like all right i've done the work i can trust that i'm ready to go but also in the back of my mind i'm like have I done more work than someone else? Am I pushing them out of their spot? And am I looking better right now than they are because they weren't willing to do the work? So that was the mentality that I had. So you can shape, you can, I suppose you can transform your, your session however you want. And I think when we get the boys at the, the academy, we will help them with the plan going away yep. of like, this is what your week could look like. This is the type of kicks you want to do from what we've seen you want to focus on these kicks or we want to focus on being more clean. So you need to find a way to get a certain amount of touches. Um, and that's that's all from our, you know, our 11 and 12-year-olds really focusing on just the basics. Uh, this is what we're going to go away with. Um, to our 13s, 14s, you know, this is the uh, the development. Our 15s, 16s going to that Futures Colts era. This is like what we need to hone in on. Um, and then hopefully we start to see the progression the next time we see them and, I suppose, hear their feedback. You know, this has worked really well for us. Um, but the biggest thing I've always said to to the athletes and the players is like, you got to do what works for you as well. Like we can give you this information, but you got to you got to have that ability to tinker with it to go, nah, this works for me. Exactly, yep. Or I know this will be better for me or I'll set it up where I do my kicking earlier and then I'll punch out my running and, and all those different elements of the game. Absolutely. So on that point as well, it was something I had written down for you too. So one of the things that I always come up with when I'm uh, coaching people, whether it's like a weight loss clients or if it's an elite person or whoever it is, is there's always going to be like little adversities that comes up, right? Whether it's an injury thing, whether it's family stuff, whether it's work, whatever it might be, there's always these things that pop up. Is there a time in your career that you had to face some real adversity? Things maybe didn't go as per planned. And what were kind of the steps that you put in place to get yourself better or get yourself back to the place that you needed to be in terms of that structured, um, you know, routine based, doing mm. all the little bits and pieces that you needed to do? Is there a time that like, you can really think of? Well, I had a lot of, um, I definitely had some challenges with injury through my career. I think my first my, my first year, you know, I was able to play a lot of games. Then my second year, I had um, stress fractures in both machines. Um, again, it comes probably back to the professionalism. Like I thought I was professional back then. Yeah. But, you know, as you said, you learn a lot of things through your career. And I realized towards the end of my career, geez, I wasn't professional. Like the things I did... It's just, it was still causing, I suppose, loading in those areas if I just was like, um, but again, being young, naive, kind of want to still be a part of it, bit of FOMO. Of course. <laughs> so you, you you don't learn as much, but yeah, dealing with injury is a challenge and because we've got to understand being a part of a contact sport, injury is going to come. 
it's going to happen. And even to the point, Stephen Hill, one of the best players I've seen play the game, barely missed a game in his first 200, I think. Got to 200, then for four years, they just couldn't injury, get back on injury, the park. Injury, yep. So it's re- it can become really mentally challenging and draining. So like I said, you need to have a really good mental, I suppose, whether it's program or coach or... Someone that you're um, something in place, to. whether it's someone you're speaking to or you're learning from, but something in place that allows you to be work on your mindfulness, your visualization, your imagery. Find a way to get that dopamine, that that good feeling into your into your body, like that um, that happiness where you're just like, all right, well, I know for a fact here that I'm I'm working on my my mental application, my body. And I'm not stressing too much about what I'm missing because I know it's going to come when I can get this right. So I think for me, with especially when I was injured, it's like, all right, if I'm injured, what do I got to do? Okay, so I've got to make sure I really hone in to being really diligent with, I suppose, my rehab, my recovery, um, but also not um, being indulged by it, not um, not stressing about it that I'm not out there. And as much as it's hard to watch footy, sometimes you're just like, all right, it is what it is. Um, and then before you know it, you're back on the park. You've done all the right things. You're back running, you're back training, and then you're back playing. With the other stuff, that's more, I suppose, I suppose impacts your, your mental state is if you're your partner or a family issue, um, you know, you find there's some other challenges like that, that, life things up, yeah. that come up. If you bottle it up and you are trying to work through it yourself, I've just found that doesn't work for just implodes yeah Yeah. you get to a point where you'll snap you'll implode or you'll break your body will break down because it's dealing with too much stress and i soon learned later in my career when i was really highly i suppose stressed my body would give way and it was normally my back yeah but it would give way so if you feel there's stuff going up and that's why i suppose I, i really love the fact that we've got a lot of sports psychs now at afl clubs um, through the challenges that AFL players have to deal with day in, day out, that they just go and speak to them. Go on, go and speak to them. Go and vent. Go and just address any issues. Get it off your chest. Um, sometimes it can be really tough talking to a family member or or a teammate. So having someone that you can confine in, that you know who, whatever you say stays with them um, and it's their profession is amazing. And we've got some um, psychologists at the, the school now at Trinity, which I think do Help a terrific job. Yeah. yeah. And we've had some of our footy boys just go and speak to them and they've been able to help guide them in, I suppose, coming to speak to me about the issue. And I just go away with them. We just go have a chat. Um, and I'm more thankful that they had the courage just to come and have a chat with me because what they're chatting with me about is so minute and I suppose I was able to help them be like, don't like, there is no stress here whatsoever. No issue, like you got a full 100% support in that regard where they were probably not thinking that yeah. and if they didn't go and see that person, wouldn't have started the they wouldn't have started the process of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they would have they would have carried on and it would have got to a point where you're like, like what's happening? Um, and I think that's probably a trait of a really good coach is that they're able to pick up on, I suppose, body language and, you know, emotional and intelligence. And communicate it as well, yeah. And communicate and, and, and not only be with your best five players all the time, but to be able to address your whole squad of 40 um, and even from a, um, your volunteers and your, your organisation, to be able to pick up on people's body language, their emotional intelligence, where they're at um, is really important to a good operator. Definitely. And I think that's um, for the people that we have at TC and are now 
program in our organization, we have a very good support network in that regard. We have a very good support network in our uh, Friends of Footy um, where they're really supportive. Um, Our teachers are incredible um, and everyone's there trying to, I suppose, support one another and get them better. And and we saw, I suppose, the fruit of that this year with our improvement. Absolutely. One thing I've always wanted to ask you about, I've never chatted, even for all the times we've chatted on the phone and everything, I want to know about your diet because you've been full vegan for a few years, right? Even when you were playing AFL, that must have been quite a switch and probably pretty challenging. Like, you know, when you're thinking, how, how many years ago was that? 2016. 2016. So like, you know, I feel like it's probably come a long way in the last maybe three or four in terms of like what's available, um, you know, products that you can buy and eat and everything. But I probably imagine at that point, it was probably a lot harder to, to keep on track and, and do, right? Yeah. So we made the decision. So how come, um, yeah, how come you came to that decision? Uh, my wife and her uh, folks, I suppose... Um, were the first ones to, I suppose, make the change. And it was just after we, I don't know, social media, I think, grew as well. Like there was things more popping up on social media that kept crossing our pages of, I suppose, um, what you see with the animal abuse and, um, and, uh, you know, looking at the health benefits of it all. So my biggest thing was like, well, how do, and that was going into the 2017 year. So I was like right at the end of 16 into yep. when I first was going to Collingwood, um, making this uh, subtle change. And it was kind of maybe halfway through the year um, or right, right at the beginning of the year, I was like, yep, of the footy season, I'm, I'm going to kind of commit now um, because I was like, well, how do I get better? How do I find that 1% to make sure my body can get better? How do I get stronger, faster, recover quicker? So I started looking into, I suppose, a little bit of the science behind it, but then, you know, obviously it's not my profession, so then asking some professionals about it. And um, I reckon if I was at Freo, I would have got heckled really bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> From Ballas and uh, yeah, the yeah. likes, where it just would have been absolutely teeing off me for changing. Yeah. Eat some steak, um, mate. Pretty mate. much. <laughs> uh, he would have said, I reckon he still sees, whenever he sees you now, he still says it to me. Um, <laughs> So, but the calling was completely different. Um, look, really supportive of my decision, and the nutritionist um, M was really good. She, she like sourced out, I suppose, um, different uh, areas that I can improve on. And and when it came, we had a Angie, our chef, oh, incredible she was. Um, every like whether it was breakfast or lunch or the dinners that they did, like I'd have a separate meal for me, which yep. was incredible. So it took a lot of um preparation yeah, stress I was gonna say it's like you didn't have any of that prep time yeah, you actually have didn't, to do it, it didn't have to, I learned a lot along the way um but like I said you know we, we if we could you know not harm others in the process um I love food and you know if it tastes good it's still really good for your body um but the benefits I saw as I saw that I found that I recovered faster um I was you know getting towards and this is the, I suppose an inside joke at Freo was like you'd see a maniac on the weekend but during the week you'd see a teddy bear like real kind of don't like didn't want to push myself to the point because I was still a bit sore yep. so like I was a bit hesitant to to do certain things and a bit like nah like can become across a bit whingy which i suppose people would have a go at me about but i i was very cautious in that regard especially because my back um so but i found that i just started to recover fast i found that my weight didn't fluctuate so i wasn't seeing these massive massive kind of fluctuations of 82 to 88 kind of thing i was like always 84 my skin folds always stayed at 40 on the dot Uh, body percent fat was always really good so they were seeing this really good 
improvement, change, improvement yeah. in there. And then I was recovering, so I'd plan a sad day. Yeah. Um, by Monday, I'm doing the flush run and I'm up kicking the footy where normally it'd be like to a Thursday main session. So yeah. I was like, well, I'm seeing improvement and I'm not seeing in this dip that people were like worried that was going to happen or, you know, yeah, you're going to be able to kind of do it as a professional athlete. I was like, well, no, I'm not. It's like I'm seeing it. I'm still hitting all the requirements I need from protein and, and the carbohydrates and the, you know, the, the certain supplements that I had to get in. So I was still hitting all those areas. Um, and even to the point now, like being, you know, six years in, like I'm still learning at the same time. It does, yeah, you don't stop learning. I think that that's the big thing with diet that I work with lots of people with. It's so like, you know, you, you got to try lots of different things to kind mm. of find out what your little, uh, what, what works for yeah. you in terms of, yeah, keeping your weight, how you're feeling with it, easy to prep, works in with your lifestyle, all that sort of thing. And it's sort of like a forever uh, evolving thing. It's like never like, oh, cool, this is, I only ever eat this, this yeah. is my diet and this is as strict as it gets. It's always got to be, you got to try things, you got to try, um, you know, different methods of, um, you know, getting it in, whether it's trying yeah, other foods, yeah. all sorts of stuff. So I think that's what it was. Like, I, you know, I ate meat for what, 27 years my yeah. life like it's um you know you, you evolved through the culture of, of of obviously our country at the time and and everything we're going through and you know things evolve social media comes a lot you see more things you become aware of more things um and for us you know it was yeah one thing was obviously the cruelty to animals we didn't want to do that it um will be a part of that industry and then also the other parts we thought well there's health benefits as well so then that kind of just led to more yet we're in. And then it wasn't, um, and as I've said to people before, like ask me about it and how do I do it? And I'm a big believer, like you do you. Mm. If you're happy, I'm happy. Like I'm going to focus on me and you do you. And um, some of the biggest things I said to like my parents and stuff who were like, yeah, we'll definitely do it. It lasts a month. I'm like, it's, diets aren't, you know, they're not going to work for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't think that has to be for you, but don't fluctuate with it. It's like a bit of a lifestyle. Like yep. if you go in and out, you're always going to see fluctuations. So it's one thing like trial and error, see what works. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, but just find what works for you and I suppose be as happy and healthy as possible. Absolutely. I agree very much so. Well, mate, it's been so good uh, sitting down having a chat with you. Um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, coming down to the main academy and doing that whole week, punching out the sessions and everything with you, um, seeing you in full full flight, full coach mode. Mm. Uh, and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to sell the event out. So just give us a rundown of how we get tickets and everything again. Yeah, so um, main academy is up and running. Um, obviously, you can go on the Instagram of main academy. You can go on my Instagram. Um, and the link's in our bio you can go to Humanitix to to sign up um once you've done that obviously i'll get confirmation um before you know a couple of weeks out i'll send a um, email confirmation of this is what's expected and um, dates yeah so 18th of december to the 22nd um 9 to 12 um you know an opportunity for us to get to work for um that week and um yeah really excited but uh yeah, we've we've yeah, like I said, we've we've nearly sold out, which is really cool. Huge. So, um, you know, there's a few spots. How much available. is it as well? Uh, three hundred dollars for the which week, is which so is cheap as chips. Is yeah. so cheap for in comparison to any other football programs going around, and also just other holiday programs yeah. in general. Very, very well priced for the the quality and yeah. the people that are coming on down, um, and the detail that you've gone in putting it all together. Excellent. I feel Excellent. like it's money for jam. Um, I don't feel like I've underselled it in a way. I think it's it's right for the time that we're going to have um, with the kids. 
And I just think for parents, and the reason why is you come into a busy time of the year. It's Christmas time. Drop the kids so, off. See you later. <laughs> you see can you go do some hours. Christmas shopping, but also wanted to make sure the price was available so you still had some money to spend on Christmas shopping. Um, but yeah, I think it's well priced. Um, we've got some really good people involved. The way the program is going to run, um, I really hope people love it and you know, I can't wait to see them all back next oh, time. It's going to be so great. Well, we're going to have to do another episode. We'll have to you know, be talking all about the results, maybe mm. some of the things we've sort of learned throughout the way. Um, I'm really looking forward to being part of the coaching team down the main academy. Make sure you go get your tickets. Might not be, might be for you. Might be for your nieces, nephews, kids, um, whoever else is um, so listening and watching. Uh, mate, thank you very much and no, uh, looking you. forward to it. Sounds good, mate. Cheers. Too good. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 